Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. Put your hands together for all that God is doing. I look at that video and I tell you, it, it chokes me up a bit. Do y'all know we're only six months old? And a lot of that is on, all of that happened in just such a short period of time where we've just really impacted the lives of so many people. And as I look at that, I, I just didn't realize just how blessed we really are, just how wonderful God has been to this small community of people who believe God for the impossible, who believe God can take a small thing and just stretch it out and reach like to the ends of the earth. What a wonderful thing. We got a worshiper in the house right there. Somebody can say amen. Well, hey, I have a confession to make, y'all. I am a chronic people pleaser, and, and I need help. I am a chronic people pleaser. According to uh, my assessment that I took, you know, those uh, Myers-Briggs and all of that, according to my Myers-Briggs assessment, I, I have a problem handling conflict because I'm such a chronic people pleaser. It's, it's really hard for me sometimes to say no to people. I, I mean, I got it bad, y'all. I got it bad. But y'all know Why? Because I'm constantly trying to seek the approval of others. Right? This morning, perfect example, well, last night, perfect example. I went through about five wardrobe changes just to make sure I look good for y'all. I was going to say something, but we're recording this podcast. I had a bow tie on. I had a jacket. I took that off. I was going to rock something else. That didn't work. I went to the mirror. And then I was like, do I want to try to put the wave rag on and kind of flatten my hair a little bit to get the waves? Do I want to rock it curly? All to please y'all. I'm serious. I was like, man, am I going to rock this cologne today or am I going to go with that one? Well, that cologne doesn't really match this outfit. Really? I'm already married, so I ain't looking for a woman. For y'all, I'm trying to seek y'all's approval. We pick out certain songs and make sure that we seek y'all's approval. And I'm not the only one, right? Here's the thing. Here are some signs if you are longing for approval. If you have notes, this is a good time for you to jump in. Here are some signs to tell you if you are longing for approval like me, right? And I want you to check all that apply, all right? You have a, if you need a pen, raise your hand. We'll get one in your hands, all right? Check all that apply. Ready? Here we go. 
You worry about what, other, uh, what others think. You worry about what others think. Yep, let me check that one. How many of us like to publicly speak, like be a public speaker? How many of us enjoy that? Okay, it's just a few of us. Everybody else hates it, right? Somebody says, hey, I want you to, can you do the welcome? Can you do something and, and speak? And you're like, no, no. You're climbing up. You're, you're nervous. You're shaking. You're scared. You know why? Because you're afraid of what they're going to say in the end. You're afraid that they might boo you. You're afraid that your lips might be white or, or you, you, you know, you might have a dry throat. You're afraid of, of, of what people are going to say because you want to make sure that you can meet their approval. Some of you are so concerned about what others think. You're checking Facebook social, social media posts. You're like, man, I just put this really dope quote on there. And then you check like every five minutes to see who clicked like on it because it matters to you if they've approved your little quote of the day. And if you don't get a bunch of likes, you're offended. Oh, man. Yeah, you're, you're, you're seeking the approval of others, right? I'm not the only one. You could check that box if some of this applies to you, or you do like I did. You go through like four to five wardrobe changes before you get to church or to go to work because you're worried about what so-and-so is going to say. And then you look at some shoes. You're like, I can't wear those because somebody else in the office has these exact shoes, and, and I, don't want, I, don't want, I want my stuff to be exclusive. I got to have the exclusive stuff. And you go all online to European websites that try to order stuff, you know, so you could be exclusive. Huh? I'm not the only one, right? If, if any of this applies to you, check that. Or here's a good one. You don't raise your hand. Like in class, some of y'all, they're like, you know the answer. You know you're super smart, but your peers are there. And they're like, if you have the answer, raise your hand. You're like, well, I don't want to seem like I'm a nerd. Or better yet, dig this. Praise and worship. You know that's your jam. You know the lyrics are speaking to you, but you're afraid to just throw your hands up and just let yourself go and act all wild and crazy because, one, you're afraid of messing your hair up. Two, you're afraid of your makeup dripping. Three, you don't know what they're going to say about you acting all holy. Huh? I'm, okay, if that's you, check that box. If not, we'll keep it going. How about this one? Signs that you are longing for approval. You are often overly sensitive. Huh? Check that. Let me check that one myself. Check. You are often overly sensitive. I put up this really amazing picture of me and my family, and nobody clicked like on social media or Instagram. What's up with that? Man, Ron, I texted you about two hours ago, and I still haven't heard back from you. What's up with that? What, you don't like me? <laughs> you know, we are seeking others' approval. We're, we're overly sensitive. Somebody didn't notice your new hairstyle today, and you put all of that work and spent all that money to look sassy, but nobody noticed you. You were overly sensitive because you were seeking their approval, and they did not notice you. That's many of us. Is that you? Check that box. Next one. You compromise your values. Signs that you are longing for approval, you compromise your values. Oh, my goodness, I think about maybe 50 to 60 to 70% of us can say we've done that, right? Right? I'm so afraid of what somebody's going to think. I found the perfect girl. Oh, she's so wonderful. Man, she's got it going on, and I'm trying to live my right, life right, and I'm not going to do the hoochie-coo, and so I'm going to live right. But then all of a sudden, she's like, what's wrong with you? You gay? You don't want this? And you're like, I'm so concerned about her thinking of me a different way, not, you know, acknowledging the fact that I'm really saving myself. I want to be right for Christ. So you 
Give in to temptation. Why? Because you want to hold on to her because she is the one. And it, all, it happens with sisters too. Often, oh, this guy is so great. He, he goes to church. He loves Jesus. I mean, he's a little promiscuous, but he loves Jesus. And I don't want to lose this one. So, you know, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Huh? What's so funny? All I, when I said it about guys, y'all didn't laugh. but that's what happens we compromise our values because we're trying to seek the approval of someone we're interested in huh am i am i talking to somebody i mean i know it's not just me that's the truth or watch this you're at the office with your buddies right and they say an inappropriate joke they say, you, you, you know, you have friends or family members that may be homosexual or struggling with their sexuality, and these guys are in the office cracking these jokes about homosexuals, and you know inside you're like burning red, man. You're like, man, don't be saying that, man. But at the same time, you're like, wow, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't want to seem like the one, or better yet, even if you're Christian, you don't want to defend your homosexual family member or your friend because you're afraid that people are going to say, you can't possibly be Christian defending them. And you don't know enough word to defend why you're defending them. And so you're seeking their approval. I, I, I might be talking to about two or three people here today who knows what I'm talking about. Or racist jokes. You, you, you're so eager to be popular. You're so eager to have a friend and they're sitting up here talking about racist jokes, and they, may, they say a joke about your president who you love. They call him a, a monkey, but you're like, I don't want them to think of me differently. I need to meet their approval, so you let that stuff slide. You compromise your own values because you're seeking approval. If that's you, check the box. My goodness, I'm checking every box so far. Help me, Lord. The next one, you hesitate sharing your faith. You hesitate sharing your faith. You don't want to be looked at as weird. You're afraid somebody's going to ask you to actually pray for them. Oh, in public? Can we meet like in the parking lot? I don't want people to see me doing this. You're afraid of sharing your faith. Check that box if it applies. The next one, this is me. You have a hard time saying no. You have a hard time saying no. That's me. I promise you. I'm always saying yes to something and regretting it. Always. Always like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm there. Perfect example. And I hope to God they don't listen to this podcast. I won't say names. Jared and I agreed to do an event. No, I'm not talking about Jared. No, we, we did an event together, right? He's a part of the story. He's not the one. We did an event yesterday where we loaned our sound equipment, and we had to man it, right? And it was one of those things that I wished terribly I said no to. It was really good. People were impacted. It was a, con- it was a, a, a retreat. It was for, for, for sisters, and they were slain in the spirit, but the spirit for some reason, wouldn't let them go for like six, seven, eight hours. And I was like, I know the spirit is even tired at this point. 
You've called Honda, Hyundai, and everybody else. Called on Sharonda, Shonda, and Mimi Yo-Yo and all of them. It's over. Got stuff to do. Pray and go. It was very extended, but it was one of those things, (laughs) as Jared texted me, two hours past the committed time we agreed to, man, they haven't started yet. Oh, I wish I said no. One of those things. Happens a lot. Happens a lot. Happens a lot. Y'all know why we do this? Can I tell y'all why we do this? We do this because our egos are incredibly insecure. We're so desperate for attention. Pick, pick me. Pick, pick me. Be my friend. Look what I'm wearing. I got these hot new Jordans on. I can't afford them, but I got them on. Huh? Really? They're not worth it. They don't make you fly or jump like Jordan. Why do we spend that much money on these shoes? Why do we spend that much money on half the stuff we spend that much money on for? Because we're seeking the approval of people. We're seeking something from people that only God can really give us. We're seeking something from people uh, to fill a void that only God can fill in our lives. We're seeking something that man cannot give us. Many of us end up in debt. We end up hurting people. We end up disconnecting from real relationships because they're cool with us because of the superficial thing, this thing that we've built and made up, this, this pretty image, this, this, this look. They're not really attracted to the inner you. And what happens is we become obsessed with what people think. And I want to tell you something. Being obsessed or becoming obsessed with what people think is the quickest way to forget about what God thinks about you. Being obsessed with what people think about you is the absolute quickest way to forget about what God thinks about you. Let me give you some scripture here. If, you, if, you, if you're taking notes, go to Proverbs 29, 25, and I want to read this to you. It says this. Proverbs 29, 25 says this. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, or some translations will say a dangerous snare. But trusting the Lord means safety. I'm about to really, really make this interesting for you. That word snare or trap in the Hebrew is a word called mokesh. Okay? Is a word called mokesh. Let me tell you what the mokesh is. The mokesh is the trap that, that they use to catch beasts. And when they caught the beasts, they would stick this ring in their nose, Right? to kind of guide the beasts. The mokesh was the thing they stuck in the nose. It was the, the trap or snare that they stuck in their nose. And what happens is, this is what the Scripture is saying. It's saying, fearing people is a dangerous mokesh. And what do you fear? You're fearing that they're not going to like you. You're fearing that they're not going to approve you. You're fearing that they're not going to uh, click like on your post. You're fearing that they're not going to let you sit at the cool people table. And so what happens is, you got that hook in your nose, and they're dragging you along. I'm not going to stick my fingers in my nose. Don't worry. I really was, but my wife said, that's gross. Don't do that. You would lose them. I said, but they'll remember that scripture. If they, they'll go back and say, more cash. I said, but I'm not going to do it because people are going to want to dap me up later and I won't get no dap. Then I'll be offended and it'll just be a long story. Think about that though. 
When you are trying to impress people and seeking others' approval, you have that thing in your nose. And every time you say, hey, do you see my new outfit? Hey, why didn't you click like on my post? That was a really deep thing I said. That's a really crazy image to have, but I need you to have that image so that you can stop doing that. And I want to help you right now so that we can get beyond this disease of seeking approval from others. Here's the thing. How do we overcome this disease to please? If you're taking notes, first thing you do, focus on pleasing God instead of people. Not that deep, right? Focus on pleasing God instead of people. Galatians 1.10 says this. I love what Paul is saying here. This is an interesting thing, and I'm going to open this up for you in a minute. Paul says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Let me tell you a little bit about what's happening here in the book of Galatians. So what's going on is there's this group of Christians, Jewish Christians called Judaizers, okay? And so what they're saying, Paul is preaching this gospel. It's consistent. It's the same thing. He's saying Jews, Gentiles, everybody, grace is available to you. Salvation is available to you. Receive it. All it takes is your faith. In Christ. That's all it takes. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't worry about the laws. Don't worry about if you're circumcised. All it takes is the grace of your faith in God to receive that grace. And these Judaizers was like, no, 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 no. That's not right, Paul. They're preaching to the people in Galatia saying, what Paul is telling y'all is wrong. You need to be circumcised, and you also have to follow some of the laws in order for you to receive that grace. And so Paul writes this letter to these people saying, no, I'm not trying to impress y'all. Check my track record. I said this to the other churches, and I'm saying it to you all. You don't need what these people are saying. I'm not trying to impress them. I'm trying to save you. So Paul was showing his authority in that. So, and this is what he's saying here. He's saying, uh, he's saying to them that I don't need to focus on pleasing you. By sharing the authentic and real Word of God, I'm trying to please Him. I'm not trying to seek your approval. And here's the same, same thing I want to say with you all. I've shared with you all time and time again, you all, we all, each and every one of us is the greatest body of work that God has ever created. We are his masterpiece, his masterpiece. When he made you, he said, I don't have to create anything else. I'm done. I can throw the chalkboard and all that other stuff away. This is the best it's going to get, baby. And because you are his masterpiece, you ain't got to prove nothing to nobody but God. You don't have to look in the mirror two times when you get up in the morning. You don't have to go through four or five outfit changes. You don't have to go through none of that. You don't have to worry about who's clicking like on your scripture post or not, who's clicking clicking like on your Instagram photo. You don't have to worry about that. You are a masterpiece, and that alone is enough. If this was a Pentecostal church, we'd have some shouting going on. That's all you need. 
focus on pleasing God instead of people. So when you look in the mirror and doing your hair and your makeup and shining your shoes, does this look good for God? Do I look like I'm godly? When people see me, will they see God in me or will they see me? A good-looking me. A fine me. A very fragrant me. Or will they see a wonderful image of God in me because of what I've done, because of how I'm living, because I put him first. My heart breaks for the same exact things that his breaks for. I'm serving people who are disconnected. I'm reaching out to people who've given up on God. Does that look like me? So if you want to cure yourself of this disease to please, focus, number one, on pleasing God instead of people. Let me tell you all a story real quick. I like telling stories so y'all can be all up in my business and know that I'm imperfect. I spent a long part of my life trying to please people, specifically women. No shock there, right? Okay, good. Real talk. Most brothers do. We spend money we don't have to take y'all out on dates we really can't afford. We, 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 we have apartments with no furniture to make you think that we got it going on. We buy expensive clothes depending on what style we're wearing to impress you all. I did that. I did that for a long time. Real talk. Had credit cards, maxed them out, trying to impress girls. Got what I wanted in the end what I thought I wanted in the end, but it wasn't worth it. Then I gave my life to Christ in 2000, and I said to God, I'm no longer going to live trying to impress women. I'm no longer going to try to impress my male friends. I'm not going to do that. God, I'm going to live my life for you. And so I stopped faking it. Instead of, you know, I said, the next woman you send me, if she's the right one, I'm going to be so transparent. And he sent me uh, that old fine thing over there, Erica. And straight up, she met me when I was like bummy. I was in sweatpants. I hadn't shaved. I didn't have a haircut. Thank God, you know, God blessed me with like these curly locks. So I was able to just put a little gel in it. And we just made it happen. What? Why y'all, y'all, I don't know what's wrong with y'all, man. Y'all just be, that's what, I mean, Anyway, and so I was in, like, holy sweatpants. She was in holy jeans. She was kind of cute. We met, blah, blah, blah. And here's what happened. She had me blocked in. Some of y'all have heard the story. She had me blocked in at a friend's house. Had to go out, get my car. While we were outside, we talked for a very long time. I, I was headed out of town. Says, when I get back, I want to take you on a date. She didn't know what kind of date. Now, my wife had dated lawyers and CEOs, because that was her type of people. She worked at one of the top law firms in the country, you know, so she was hanging out with people that had money. I'm a broke musician. I might have money this week. I might not. Just, but if you're going to hang, we're going to hang. There was a time I would have lied. Like, yeah, I'm a musician. I make, I make this kind of money. I got, I got money. I'm doing it. But I was like, yo, I'm a musician. This is what I make. So we came back, took her on a date. I was like, I'm not going to take her to a restaurant. I'm going to show her who I am. 
Our first date was a Kwanzaa event. So I said, I'm not going to fake it. This is the stuff I like to do. If you want to hang with me, we're going to go and Kuji Chagulia. Huh? We're going to go and, you know, do the African stuff. We're going we gonna to dismiss me. You're going to hang, we're going to hang. And I'm going to take my drum, and I might drum. I might leave you sitting there. But if you want to hang, this is me. Then after that, the next date, we're going to go see the Dr. King exhibit because I love the history of our people. I can never get enough of it. Sometimes I go down there just for a little bit of solace and a reminder, this man in that tomb right there, I can see, died so that I can have some liberties in this country. I need that reminder sometimes. So I told us, if you're going to hang with me, this is what I do. And so we did that. She hung. I said, this is the one. Until we went to a restaurant, and she said, I only eat at white tablecloth restaurants. I was like, oh, you might not be the one. (laughs) And so I made the mistake of leaving this beautiful, fine woman that God sent me, and he he would not release me from courting her. Even though I stopped for a minute, he wouldn't release me. I had to, I was like, she was like a magnet calling me. I was just like, I got I to gotta see this woman. And I told her why I stopped calling her. And she says, I said, I like white tablecloth restaurants. I didn't say you had to pay for it. And I was like, ego, just shot, dead, buried, just crushed me. My assumption, my egotistical self was that she wants white tablecloth restaurants and brother man got to pay. She's like, nah, I, I like it. I'll pay for it. That was a hard pill for me to swallow. Bottom line is, when I gave up trying to fake it, like this is who I am, sister girl, I'm, I'm all that in a bag of Doritos and all this other stuff, you know you want to hang with me and I'm a musician, but I really make a lot of money and all of this stuff, faking it. The minute I stopped doing that was being honest. God sent me this beautiful woman who this year we celebrate 10 years of wedding bliss. You see what I'm talking about? Stop. Stop trying to please others and please God. Second note I want you to take is, first one, focus on pleasing God instead of pleasing people. Here's the second one. Live from the approval of God instead of for the approval of people. Live from the approval of God instead of for the approval of people. I like what Paul was saying to the church in Thessalonica. He says this in 1 Thessalonians 2.4, For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Here's the part I want you all to really catch. Our purpose is to please God not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. I just freed somebody with that. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. In other words, that's the only time you get credit for anything. That's the only time where you are really examined when God does it. Not what your co-workers say, not even what your mama or your daddy say, not even what your neighbor says about you. Only God's opinion or fact, shall I say, matters to you at this time. He is the only one that will check and examine your heart. That's all that matters. 
Here's what I love what Paul is saying. For we speak as messengers approved, approved by God. God is saying these people who identify themselves as Christians, my children, my heirs, my masterpieces have been approved to speak for me. Can I tell you something? When he says speak, it doesn't necessarily mean audibly. How many of y'all know that most conversation happens through body language and actions? Huh? It's nonverbal. Most communication is nonverbal. So in other words, how you live your life, how you walk your life, if you are walking in the authority that God has so blessed and bestowed upon you, then and only then does it matter. It doesn't matter what people say. Doesn't matter if you, if you don't have the latest gear. Doesn't matter if, if if you don't have a fancy ride. It doesn't matter if you're not at the top of your class and in, in college. Doesn't matter if you, if if you know what neighborhood you live in or what school you graduated from. That doesn't matter if you're not walking in the authority that God has bestowed upon you. We spend so much time, energy, and money trying to do things that would impress people that cannot change your final destination. They can't. They cannot. We're seeking their approval, and they can't do a doggone thing for you, but provide a temporary fix in terms of happiness. Not joy, but happiness. In this moment, I'm happy, and this person did it. But eternally, I can have joy if I walk in the authority that God has bestowed upon me. No longer should you care about what your peers, your friends, your neighbor, pastor, anybody says about you. Your focus should be only on how God sees you. So, to, 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 to rid yourself of the disease to please, one, focus on pleasing God instead of people. Two, you want to live from the approval of God instead of for the approval of people. We must always strive to be the absolute best version of us. You must constantly strive to be the absolute best version of you. I want you all to get this in your spirit. I can't please everyone, but I can please God. Matter of fact, I want you all to say that. Let that resonate within you. Say it with me. I can't please everyone but I can please God. Say that again with some conviction. I can't please everyone, but I can please God. I just released somebody from the bondage of trying to please somebody. I just released somebody from that. I just released somebody from thinking that I have to please people. In other words, if I make a decision and I know that it honors God, I could give a flip about what you think about it. Because at the end, if God is pleased with what I'm doing, and I know that what I'm doing is honoring and blessing God, wow, what a victory. I don't need you to give me a dap, a pat on the back, a attaboy, or that was awesome. Man, flip that. I have the approval of God. Amen. That settles it. Finished. Finito. It's done. I don't need you to give me dap. I don't need you to click like on my stuff. I don't need you to follow me. Matter of fact, everybody can stop following me because I follow Jesus, and that's all that matters. And if you're not following Jesus like I'm following Jesus, I could care less if I get your approval. I've already been approved, tested, and brought through the fire. I'm a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ. I don't need your approval. 
to be the best me that I can be. As long as I'm pleasing God, I don't need to please others. The question is, in your lifestyle and what you're doing, does everything you do point back to, let me fix that. Does everything you do in your lifestyle point up to everything? No matter what you do in your day-to-day job, your marriage, your relationships, your friendships, whatever you do, does it in the end point up to God? I challenge you to begin to think about that. I challenge you today to begin thinking about that. I got something I want to say. Your worth is not based upon what people think about you, but instead about what God says about you. Your worth is not depending on what people think about you, but it has everything to do about what God says about you. Well, well, pastor, if you would enlighten me, what does God say about me? Well, God says this about you according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You are a new creation. According to Ephesians 1 and 7, he says, you are forgiven and your sins are washed away. And then in Romans, he says this about you. 8, 37, he says that uh, you are more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. But then in Ephesians 2, 10, he reminds us that we are his masterpiece. Okay, and then we keep on going. And in Matthew, he says this about you, Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the dark world we live in. You all are the light in this dark world we live in. Maybe you still didn't get it. In Romans 8, 11, he says you are filled with the same spirit that raised his son Jesus from the grave. Oh, somebody's going to get this in a minute. In, 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 in 2 Corinthians 5, 20, he says this, you are Christ's ambassador. Do you understand what it ambassador is, you hold a high-ranking position as an authority figure to represent either that land that you're representing, that church that you're representing, that company that you're representing. But here's this, the God that you represent. You are his ambassador. Oh, somebody's going to get this. He says this, you are a joint heir with Christ you are a joint heir. In other words, Christ right now is sitting at the throne on the right hand of God. You too have that same opportunity because you are a joint heir in Christ. Somebody's going to get this in a minute. He says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are the righteousness. In other words, when people see you and the life that you're living, your walk with Christ, they need to see his righteousness. You are the hope of this world. The local church is the hope of the world because you are his righteousness. I'm going to close it right here. You are greatly loved by God. You are greatly loved by God according to Romans 1, 7. Even in your muck, even in your mess, even when you don't think you're perfect, you are still loved by God. I just freed somebody there. A couple of scriptures. We're going to close in prayer. Romans 12, 2 says this. This brings it home. Listen. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, 
which is good and pleasing and perfect. We've heard that scripture several times in different translations, but let me, take you, let me tell you what makes that point even uh, more relevant. Romans 12 and 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead. You know what it is to plead? It's to argue on the behalf, to beg, to, 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 to fight for. I plead. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Many pastors will use that to kind of tell you don't do the hoochie coo. It's way more than that. Many pastors will use that to tell you don't mark your bodies. It's way more than that. Many pastors will tell you, don't do that and go out and, 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 and be promiscuous. And it's, it's way more than that. It means your everyday walk should be a Christ. When you walk, you should look just like this, even though your arms are not out. But it should look like that. You should look like that. I'm not saying holier than thou. With all of your tattoos and all of your piercings and all of your stuff, you should still look like this. Everyone should see the Christ in you in every single thing you do. I love it when we go to a restaurant and we sit there and the kids pray. Why? Because in that moment, they don't see that we are being great parents. They're seeing that these kids love Jesus. That's so important to me. I love it when we get together and after I'm done at a meeting with some other pastors or even lay people, and and, and in the end they say, can you pray for me? I don't say, well, let's go outside in the car so nobody can see us. I say, well, let's do it right here in this restaurant because I got a feeling if I lay hands on you, somebody might behind you might need some, and I'm going to lay hands on that stranger. And I got a feeling that somebody across from you, they may need some hands on. But if I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to pray hard enough that even if they don't speak up about it because they're ashamed and don't know me, that whatever I pray here, this blessing extends over there. I'm not going to wait to pray because I have a job and a position, not because I'm a pastor, because I'm a child of God. Every single person in here is a minister. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you have an opportunity to be a blessing in somebody else's life. Make your bodies, meaning your lifestyle, everything you do, be a living sacrifice unto God. Somebody say amen. I thank you all so much for being here today. I don't, I don't know, you know, uh, what you're going through personally, if you're even going through anything. But I just want to tell you this. Today, make the decision. I don't give a flip about what people think about how I look, what I say, where I work, where I live, what I do. All I care is do they see Jesus in all of it. And if they don't see Jesus in all of it, fix it. Amen? Let us pray. Eternal and gracious God in heaven, wow. Wow is all I can say, God, because your word is just, it's, it, it remains true. It's never changed. It's always there. It's so perfect and timely. God, I thank you so much for your spirit that just totally covers each and every person here. I thank you, God, that we are desperate to serve you, Father God, and not be impressed uh, by what others think about us or say about us. We're only concerned about how you feel about us and how you uh, see us, Father God. And if our lifestyle doesn't honor you in any way, God, let us change that today. God, I pray that we leave this place 
better than how we came. I pray that we leave this place saying, God, it was good to be in the service, not because of the messenger, but God, because of the message, because of the Messiah's message, Father God, of, uh, 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 of grace, Father God, and forgiveness. And your word says all it takes is faith. And so I know in this room we have a great deal of it. And so, God, we're going to walk this life with faith, honoring you with everything that we do. God, I love you so much. I thank you for this opportunity. I pray that it honored you in a mighty, mighty way. We sealed this prayer and in this service in the name of your son, Jesus. And everybody agreed, said, amen, amen. Okay. One thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others, our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.